Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Messy Minds podcast, Conquer. I'm so pleased you're here. My name is Laura. I'm a mindset coach and I help stuck women to clarify their goals or dreams and to start taking meaningful action towards achieving these without constant overwhelm. As you may know, I used to be pretty stuck. One of the things that kept me stuck for so long was inaction in every possible form. It was either that I knew what I wanted, but I didn't know what to do to get there, or maybe I was afraid to do it because I didn't have the confidence to believe in myself to say, right, I'll work this out. So I became easily overwhelmed and gave up, taking no action. Or sometimes I would be afraid of getting it wrong. My mindset was so fixed, I berated and belittled myself for mistakes that hadn't even happened yet. I had a vicious inner critic telling me it would never work or that I would be the laughing stock of the world. So again, I did nothing, full of fear. Or sometimes the time wouldn't be right. I was tired from work that day, so I couldn't possibly start now. I had to be at the perfect mindset or energy, or I needed time to think more about what I could do. Did I really want this? I could just add it to my list for later to think about. So, As you can tell from those common thoughts I was having, my life was like a road with the traffic being my dreams and my goals. And then I was like a big cow sat in the middle of the road, blocking all the traffic and refusing to move, to let the traffic, i.e. my dreams and goals, move forward and progress. I would put off, chop, change, delay and provide excuses like no other all the while proclaiming that I hated my life and wanted more. I would berate myself for being lazy or for not having worked this out sooner. And let's face it, when you look at that in sense of somebody else, you can tell that that was such unhelpful self-talk. But often we speak to ourselves in ways we wouldn't dream of speaking to other people in. Eventually, I learned to put goals and actions into sorry eventually I learned to put my goals into action better and better and this is something I'm still learning and still improving on I do still get it wrong and I procrastinate especially through fear sometimes but I try to do the hard work and to commit to sticking with things old me the stuck me she didn't journal or write much down at all she kept everything in her head which is not a helpful technique. It is very overwhelming. I felt like at school everything had been broken down and spoon-fed to me, so if I could just get that now, that would be great. No, maybe if I could just grow up and work this out myself. Oh, why couldn't I? So you get the picture of what was going on. I was spending a lot of time thinking and obsessing, berating myself, generally feeling low and not a lot of time doing the work that needed to be done in order to get me out of this dip. So based on this, I wanted to do a question this week that would help with this specific issue, taking action, because action is king. Even if it's the wrong thing that you're doing, you will have learned something, and I see that now. Even if it's the wrong thing, you are still closer to finding the right thing, and you're closer to your goals, even if you don't feel it. So this week, the question is, how could I most benefit and profit from the next three to six months? What is this the perfect time to do?
just as an aside, this week I found it really hard to answer the question. So I started to write and then I took a break, coming back a few days later. And when I came back, I wasn't sure whether to reread what I'd written and to continue or to just start afresh. So I decided to start afresh and so that I wasn't tainted by the direction of my previous thoughts because, like I said, I wasn't feeling it last time. So anyway, here's my response. How could I most benefit and profit from the next three to six months? What is this the perfect time to do? Okay, I find this such a hard question. I think over the next three to six months, I will be best if I manage to stick to one primary goal, i.e. building my coaching business and working every week consistently towards this. I will not benefit from changing and chopping goals or from adding new goals in to do as well as this or alongside it. I will then just progress more slowly with all the goals, likely to the detriment of one, the most scary and therefore likely the most important. I will also benefit by ensuring that I use my time efficiently and in an organised way. I have finally, I think, got my organisation 90% of the way there with how to manage my time and everything that's going on. I actually just need or would like to get that final 10%, which is using my downtime and free time better and more purposefully. And also balancing out my GTD, which is getting things done, each week approximately two in terms of chores. Now is also a good time to enjoy watching my beautiful son grow. This time only comes once and I will be going part-time in the new year at work, so it's optimal for me to spend quality time, to make memories and help him to grow when I'm looking after him. Priceless. What else? I could really benefit and profit if I can get some good momentum going in business terms too, to focus on the most impactful tasks first, not the easiest the ones that are potential game changers, getting more refined with my business areas and learning. Work wiser, i.e. my paid day job. I will most profit from managing this at a lower priority rung in life. Obviously turning up for work is a must, but no voluntary extras and trying not to lose time and energy on things that could be better used on me goals and the things that matter to me long term. Honestly, I think my waffly answer is a clear indication that while I know my goals, things are not well enough defined in terms of exactly what actions I want or need to take next. Ideally, at the end of the next three to six months time, if I sit down to answer this again, I'll be really clear on exactly what I need to do, or at least the first steps. Okay, so after a few days pause, I wasn't really feeling able or ready to answer this question before. I'm going to continue without reading the above. I can reflect as a whole at the end, hopefully useful. So I think the next three to six months are a great time to continue working on my self-discipline, commitment to self and resourcefulness. I've been keeping to my weekly plans for several weeks now. I can use this commitment to schedule time for more important things and then actually doing them. I think the next three to six months is an optimal time to do. I know what I want to achieve so I don't need to spend an excess of time evaluating it. It's daunting to me, so I think I need to try to keep it simple and moving. Using my time weekly to look at the next top three priorities and do them, not make a 72-step action plan. Just do, and not perfectly. Prioritise as best I can, but do. I have precious little time for my goals, so time-wasting can be kept to a minimum. 
The next thing is I have become much better at not moving the goalposts. If I say I will do one hour of X, I do it, finally. But I also now stop and don't do extra two, which means I'm burning out less. However, I need to find a better way to spend my downtime on something I enjoy. With COVID, the cinema's closed and there's not large enough free slots to actually go out into nature on a big activity. I need to look to some small, enjoyable activities that I do solely for the pleasure and put those into the me slots. So I feel like I'm using my time to the maximum benefit too. Financially, our mortgage is up in six months and we need to renew. Keeping on top of the situation here will be vital and getting the best deal because this could impact our life over the coming years. Take the time, get the right deal, pray for low rates and a good saving. So randomly, I felt like this week I need to try to do more to make future me's life easier. So another thing is trying to bear this in mind daily. Also, continue trying to look within and breathe on decisions using my intuition. It's still so alien to me, but it's been really, really valuable a few times to do this over the last few months. And it's also been unexpected. Finally, in a business sense, try to be bold and put myself out there. It's hard not to view it as an imposition into people's lives to offer help or to charge your worth. But I have my financial plan and I know exactly how many clients I'll take on at each price point before all being well, I increase it. See my value. Work hard and also remember to continue to reflect on what I should continue doing and what I want to improve on after all my coaching sessions. This is vital. If I want to add the most value, because after all, remember, this is not about me. This is about the clients I am helping. Everyone is learning and growing. Oh, and finally, to try to lead by example. Do what I say and be kind and patient with myself and others as I go along the way. And so I think the first thing it's worth noting is that as I journaled this question, I'd originally abandoned because I felt like I wasn't being specific enough. But when I returned, from reading that just now, I feel like I was even more general, but that I felt happy with the result. It's like it was what my mind needed on each day. So from this, my next steps aren't to just discard what I've written above either. Like, as I said, some of it is quite general. So what I've done is I've gone through and I've broken into more specifics and put relevant items onto my to-do list or scheduled them specifically where I can into my calendar. Or because I follow David Allen's getting things done, if they take two minutes or less, I do them. Then they're gone. So like I said, I use a loose form of David Allen's getting things done system to manage my daily life. Um, I think for everyone, me included, it's been a chaotic year 2020 um, and now we're in 2021. And having had a baby in March too has meant that my system has fallen down a lot. But because I have the basics in place, it's also helped me to just keep my head above the water and at a very minimum, I've got everything listed for when I am in a better place to start having a bit more time and getting on top of things. So getting things done is something I was so lucky that I was exposed to this in my previous job because they ran a training on it. And it was probably over three years ago now, but since putting this system in place, I have seen such change. I was able to fit more into my life and feel so much less stressed and more organized in general. 
So my favorite thing about getting things done is the Sunday maybe list. This is basically where all the fun ideas go. Like, you know, when you're in the shower and you suddenly think of some crazy idea for an invention or something creative and it's not something you can do now. For me, it goes into the Sunday maybe list. So under the getting things done, nothing gets forgotten. And it's also not all just chores and menial things that go into the list. The positives go in as well. In terms of my to-dos from the above exercise, what I can then do is go and put next actions on these, meaning that I look exactly at what the very next step would be. It's so much easier to pick up a task, when you're, especially when you're daunted, if you literally know what you're going to do next. Because sometimes part of being so daunted is that fear of like, oh, I've got to pick it up and decide what to do. So finally, when I mentioned that I would just have a next few priorities, what I'll do is choose maybe two or three. And for those, I will pin a specific time and day when I'll look at these so that there's no avoiding the reality of having done or not done something. Like I'm clearly late if it's not done by say 9am on Tuesday when I said I'd do it. And so I know that I need to get clear and to get my arse in gear. So back when I was overwhelmed, there were a few things that I used to do with my to-do list that would definitely inadvertently sabotage my efforts and would often lead me to burning out and being exhausted. And that would then fuel the inner talk that I was having that I couldn't do it and I was never going to find my path. So the first thing I did was I would always put so much on my to-do list. And every time I didn't manage to complete, complete everything on the list in the time frame I'd hoped, I would just feel awful. And I'd berate myself for being lazy. And I'd tell myself this was why I was never gonna make it. Couldn't I even complete a single list of items? And deep inside, I knew that the list was ridiculous. But because I'd followed through and set the task and written the list anyway, I felt like a failure. And I kept doing this again and again and again. It was like I never seemed to learn. And if I look at the other side of this, if I completed the list, I would just move the goalposts and add a few more bits to do. Because like, oh, well, I'd achieved this now. Obviously, I haven't made the list big enough, right? So I need to do more. So in doing this, I was just forever ensuring that no matter what, my to-do list was never complete. And though I tried, I basically never met my goals and effectively never achieved anything. So demoralizing, I'm sure it's so much clearer when you're looking at what I was doing from the outside and probably thinking, crazy lady. So I'm not sure exactly what triggered the realization that doing this was ridiculous and that I could not and I should not keep treating myself this way. But luckily I came to the realization. And so now what I do is I set limits on how long I spend on things, both on the lower and the upper ends. So for example, I'll spend an hour working this goal on Monday, but I will also not spend more than an hour. And so in doing this, it ensures that on the one side, I don't evade doing things. I have the hour that I spend on whatever it was I said I was gonna do. But I also have to rest after that hour is up and have to do other things, which is saving me from the burnout side. So a few weeks ago, I actually tried an idea of something new, which was setting a specific number of to-dos. And once I completed them, whenever that was, 
I could stop for the week early. And it was a scary list of stuff. So it's like at the start of the week, I may or may not have completed it. But in this situation, I did complete it. And it felt so odd to be done on Friday. I had to really force myself not to move the goalposts and to add extras in. But instead, I used that time for having some fun and doing some extra relaxing stuff. And it was so rewarding and motivating. It was like, instead of using the stick to motivate myself, which I am so used to doing, I was for once using positive things, which benefited me. And because I did this, when I went back in the week after, I felt so much more motivated. I felt invigorated and I felt excited, refreshed and ready, up for the challenge. It was a totally different idea. And I I mean... I don't know if this is done often enough in the world where people are rewarding themselves properly when they achieve things, but I'm definitely gonna be repeating this one and trying to replicate it. Um, I think the type of thing for me I like to do it on is things that are slightly open so that I have to rise to the challenge and working out how to do it rather than fitting in a large volume of things that I already know how to do so that I'm having to work to a kind of burnout pace. So watch this space for how that goes in future. And as I mentioned in my journal response here, I also used to have a lot of main goals. So I used to think of it as a strength, like going for everything that I want at once. And if I have down days on one goal, I can use my energy on another goal. But since this time, it was pointed out to me that this provided a certain measure of security. If I failed at one goal, then I could be blameless and use the excuse that I was working on the other goals. And if I didn't feel like doing one goal, I also had the excuse of saying I was working on other goals, meaning I gave up on everything when it felt hard, but I had the fallback excuse that I was progressing in other goals and areas. So yeah, in the short term, this was great. I was progressing in lots of goals. But I started to get further down the line and I wasn't completing any of my goals. And my open goals list was getting longer and longer because I was adding new goals to the front. And I was getting more and more stressed about the fact that I hadn't achieved anything fully. And from the outside, yeah, she's got loads of goals. She's learning and growing is what it looked like. I looked like a real busy bee. But I realised that I was more often progressing with the easy goals or the quick goals and anything that broke a certain boundary of toughness was getting pushed aside. And at the time, I'd convinced myself that I felt fine about this by bigging up all my other goal progress in my head. But over time, I'd have little semi-regular breakdown days where I'd feel like I was going nowhere and everything was hopeless. And I now see that this is because in the ways that mattered most, I wasn't working on the bigger, harder, scarier goals that meant more to me. So now I have one main goal and as much as possible, I try to have as few other goals as I can. And if I do have other goals, those are more to just keep things ticking over rather than making hard, meaningful progress in those areas. So for example, I don't have elaborate fitness and work and health and life goals. My goal right now is in building this business over the coming year, is in helping as many people through coaching as I can. 
And the only other goal I am allowing myself on the side of this relate to being a mother and improving at that. But everything else is just ticking over and I'm not spending time on those things because they will be there when I've achieved this goal and my business is in place. So as you can see there, even when I'm working on one main goal, there is one other goal, especially sneaking in there, it seems. Um, so just to give myself the excuse, no one is perfect. And I'm becoming more and more conscious on this. And as I do, I will seek to be more and more minimal with my goals. But as a result, I will achieve the goals quicker. And I will be clear when done is done. I will be clear on when I've completed a goal and I will have no excuses to fall back on when I don't work on a goal because now it's down to just me. And finally, all the new challenges that come up as part of working on this goal, I will be focusing on with all my focus and all my attention. And it's bloody scary because I risk failure now. Because before if I hadn't completed a goal, it was just on hold or in the background or whatever it is. Whereas now it will be starkly clear to me when I am falling short of coming up towards my goals and I will have to work out how to up my game. And so like I said, it's scary, but I'm also trying to see it as great as well because I will be clear exactly where I need to work and change my approach and to push through. And failure might be tough, but success will also be really clear and so much more well-deserved. And I hope that the feeling that comes from it will be so much more rewarding. So thank you everyone for listening to today's episode. Journaling is really just one of many tiny changes that I enacted in my life to help me to grow and to move forward to the person I am today. And I found that the benefit of this has really compounded over the years. Once I've modelled through and I've made changes, kept to them, I've come through to a much kinder, happier and a more purposeful person. I have a much fresher attitude and so much more excitement for life and its challenges. And as I do this, finding my path seems less and less daunting the further I go. And in fact, I think it still feels daunting. It's just I'm better and better equipped to move through that feeling. So if you can relate to any of this, if you're interested in coaching, please do follow my Instagram at going for something or check out my website, which is linked in the show notes. My six week one-on-one coaching program is open and any updates can be found on Instagram or my website. Again, information on both of those in the show notes. And finally, I would love to hear your answers on thoughts on what you're journaling on this topic. What are the important actions you'll be taking these next months? I look forward to hearing about them all. Next week will be Create, and I will be opening the door on an example of my most common and definitely messiest journaling exercise. It's one that has helped me to clear my mind, especially when I'm overwhelmed or in a chaos cycle, and it helps me spark creativity regularly. If you're enjoying the series so far and you want it to continue, please do hit subscribe, rate the show, comment, and of course, spread the word to any of your friends that you think might like to hear this too. In the meantime, have an amazing week. Until next time.